Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Transformation Network. And for those of you out there, you, yeah, you're getting ready to take a sneak peek at transformation.fm. And so we are so thrilled about preparing an enormous platform for those of you that want more about life, more about spirituality, more about the tools that are helping you take your lives to whatever level that is, education, information. It's all about calm. For me, it's all about conscious communication. You know, what is it that we have been about now for 11 years that's really different than turning on your television or turning on some parts of your radio? What is it about that has been created through our listeners? Because we're simply the vessel. Um, I get to talk with the most incredible people uh, that show up to bring their stories, their strength, their experience, their hope to the forefront so that uh, each of us can learn from it. We can choose how to live our lives and beyond. Today, it's really kind of cool because, you know, I've asked uh, somebody, Greg O'Brien, by the way, I've asked Greg to come back. And, you know, whatever it is that, uh, you know, connect two people on this planet Sometimes it goes far beyond anything that you can think about logically. Uh, but since Greg and I have chatted along with, um, uh, you know, Molly Purdue, who was on here with us last time, is both myself, Jessica, Linda, and the team have found out about an incredible way to raise funds for your project. You know, be, it is really something that goes beyond traditional crowdfunding, and we are thrilled uh, and going to be talking with Greg and Molly about that. But it is through the conversations that I get to have with people like Greg that said, you know, we got to do more. You know, not only do we do we have to figure out how to bring different conversations to all of you who are so eager to learn, but how can we help the people that have a passion and a purpose and have been along the path of figuring out how to reach people globally? And I'm excited about that. I'm also excited when I get to talk with people who don't even understand what giving up is all about. You can't even say the word to Greg. Give up. No, not going to happen. Because this is a conversation that I hope will inspire all of you. I am so thrilled to have Greg O'Brien joining me here today. You know, of course, he is the author of On Pluto, Inside the Mind of, of uh, Alzheimer's. And I want to just say that is a word that many people do not like to say, uh, but it is a word that we talk about quite a bit. And the reason we talk about it is because we got somebody like Greg out into the world, traveling from city to city, talking to people globally and saying, wait a minute, just wait a minute. I've got something to say, and I want to tell you what it's like to lose your mind and then not to give up. 
because they are not mutually exclusive or inclusive. But the bottom line is, what is it like to be Greg O'Brien? And what is it like to be somebody that is so profoundly committed to helping people understand uh, what Alzheimer's is, what it's not? Greg, it's great to have you here today. It is amazing to have you, an award-winning investigative reporter, somebody that was diagnosed with early onset and has been out in the world talking with so many people. And I, I'm so thrilled that you're able to come back and have another conversation with me. So I want to ask you one question to kick it off. How has your life changed since the last time you and I got together? And happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> right. How, first of all, Pat, thanks for having me back on. I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, it, it, as you talked about... Um, giving in and giving up, you know, I, I think God or however people want to define God, I'm not here to proselytize. I mm-hmm. have a traditional faith. Um, but, but that gives people different levels of strengths and gifts. And I'm just urging people to reach out and use that level of strength and gift. And, and, you know, as I write in my book on Pluto, uh, in wrestling, uh, lying down is a position of defeat. And, um, so uh, while I can, I refuse to lie down. And uh, I'm honored that individuals like you and others uh, around the country, around the world, are are starting to listen. And uh, this is a message for the baby boom generation, the largest bubble of the population that, uh, without a cure, um, will be decimated by this disease. They say that in 20 years, 30 years, whatever, that there'll be two types of people, those with Alzheimer's and those caring for someone with Alzheimer's. And as you point out, nobody wants to talk about it. I yeah. just had a conversation with someone a few minutes ago, and they were talking about uh, relatives in their 80s getting Alzheimer's, to which the experts would say, well, that is probably not likely the case because Alzheimer's can take 20 to 30 years to run its course. Mm-hmm. And they they likely were in, in the throes of the evolution of this disease every day experiencing horrific symptoms and having no one to talk to because nobody wants to go there with a word like dementia. Uh, it sounds like a demon howling in the desert. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can, at certain levels, I'm in the early stage, you still have some faculty and you lose others. But as you and I talked about before, and mm-hmm. for anyone listening who didn't hear before, uh, 60% of my short-term memory can be gone in 60 seconds. I don't recognize uh, familiar people uh, many times, including my wife on two occasions. I don't recognize familiar places. I go into tremendous rage when I pick a phone up and forget how to dial or I pick my uh, lawn sprinkler up and don't know what it does and, and uh, in anger, throw it against a tree to break it in a million pieces. Um, and then there are times when, frankly, I see things that aren't there. It's, it's hallucination. It's part of the stage of Alzheimer's where signals aren't going to uh, the brain in various parts of the body. For example, I haven't had feeling in, in my feet and part of my hand, my feet and part of my hands for a couple of years. And, and doctors have looked at all sorts of potential problems, but um, the general consensus is that signals are not going out from the brain properly. Yeah. You know, so this is, you know, so let's kind of chat for a little bit, you and I, um, because ha- having, uh, given everything you have just said, right? Let's just start here. 
you would be, in a lot of ways, right, one of the least yeah. likely people to be having a conversation with me because – and the reason I say this, Greg, and, and, and really have invited you back, and I'm so committed to helping both you and Molly get the word out about this, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because there's, there's, an, there's an unspoken norm that happens in families, right, where they mm-hmm. want to say, oh, Greg, you know, what are you doing? You're traveling around the world. What do you mean you're writing a book? No, don't do that. You've got to save yourself. I mean, can right. you talk to that issue about how other people's stuff can get in the way of well, you thriving. Well, that's a big issue. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's a constant frustration. Yeah. Um, you have the frustration, as my, I lost my maternal grandfather and my mother to Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I had, as we had talked about before, just for background, again, for people who might not have heard before, um, I, I'm 64, started the symptoms in my late 50s. Um, and had the symptoms before a serious head injury, then had a serious head injury that doctors say a nasty disease in the making, and had the brain scan, the spec scan, mm-hmm. um, and the clinical tests, which all confirmed the diagnosis, and, and I carry the gene APOE4, which people could Google and see that it's a, mm-hmm. it's a top marker gene for Alzheimer's. So mm-hmm. at that point, the doctors said, you ain't getting out of it, because there's not one thing that causes Alzheimer's, it's a series of things, but all the planets lined up for me on this one. And um, so I decided, you know, I, I, I um, you know, could go into a pity party, you know, I could scream at God, both of which I did, or I could use my muscle memory, which is as a writer, and stay true to what my profession is, which is to cover, to cover news and cover stories and to tell this story. And to do so, I had to strip myself naked, which wasn't pleasant. And, um, it, it, uh, it was a difficult thing. And then, uh, Dr. Pat, you got to deal with, uh, denial, yeah. your own denial, the yeah. denial. Uh, and you know, probably a lot more than I do about this, given your background, but the denial of, of others. And because they don't want to accept the fact that, um, you have Alzheimer's until, you're a couple of days or a month or two from dying and you're in a nursing home and you don't know you're drooling all over yourself. Right. That's just the end stage, the journey. And until this country and this world understands that the journey it starts at the early stage, I, I have given several interviews and, and speeches and, uh, and people with diagnosed like me who can articulate like I can, who fully diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's have come up to me and thank me for writing on Pluto, um, said it's, 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 um, it nails down their feelings inside, two of whom were Harvard professors who were still teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this is really what we want to talk about here today, because, you know, this is really, you know, Greg, you are more than an inspiration. You really are. Uh, You know, for me, when I first chatted with you, you know, it was, oh my gosh, this is a new model. And what I mean by that is this is a new paradigm for people, you know, that have done everything but just simply given up. And, you know, what you are really coming to the forefront to say is, wait a minute, you know, I'm not going to go quietly into the night. And so this is really 
a very big conversation, and you're going to see us get much bigger with Greg. We're going to take a short break, and we come back. You know, we want to talk with Greg about, you know, what has he been up to? I know he's been traveling, and how have people been receiving him and the book and his message? Let's take a short break, everyone, and we're going to give you some information that you might not know about Alzheimer's disease. We'll be right back. I'm a princess cut from marble Smoother than a storm And the scars that mark my body They're silver and gold Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. Get sophisticated with David and Philip Zarza. David and Philip touch on topics such as human potential, spirituality, pop culture, and purposeful living. Experience an insightful reading from David on what the universe has in store for you. Or reconnect with a departed loved one. Philip can look into an issue or anything else you may be dealing with. Go to GetSophisticated.com. That's S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com. Or call 206-420-8660. Everybody, welcome back. Greg O'Brien joining me here today. The book is called On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's Disease. And for many of you, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, it's all the same. You know, it's the same thing. It's the same disease. It is a disease that we're going to hear a bit more about from Greg, but it's also it's also a call to action for so many people. You know, when we think about what folks have said and, you know, what what it is about Greg has said, you think about his life and his extraordinary ability to be this incredible investigative reporter, somebody that has been, you know, on the forefront of data. And then you give him something like a book to write about something that is so, so, so challenging for so many people. And he does a beautiful, beautiful job of it. For those of you out there, we'd love to give you a copy of the book. And the simple way to do that is we have an 800 number, 1-800-930-2819. First caller, we'd love to give you a copy of the book. Uh, there's so much in here. You know, Greg, I'm going to talk about the book a little bit, but I also want to talk about your journey. I would love to talk with you about your travels because I understand you've been traveling. I understand that you've been introducing the topic, the book, and much more to people. Tell me a little bit about how, or tell me a lot about what people are saying and how they're receiving your message. Sure, thank you. Um, by the way, the, the, the book is at bookstores nationally, but sometimes the best way to get it on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's, is on Amazon.com. And 
that may be the quickest way to get it if anyone is interested. So cool. But I, I have a, uh, a good publicist um, in the New York metropolitan area and uh, Merrill Moss Media, and they have uh, been instrumental in setting up interviews uh, across the country. And I also just got back from Ireland where I spoke to a few people. Um, and, uh, you know, have been interviewed on, on Fox News and NPR and Sirius Radio, uh, News, uh, Newsday, um, a lot of uh, major television markets. I was just out in Phoenix, um, L.A. Talk Radio, your show, mm-hmm. uh, lots of, 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 of shows and uh, radio shows in, in the Dallas area in Florida and uh and, and all over the country. Uh, and, um, it's, uh, what, what I've liked about the process is that the media, you know, seems to be getting it. I, I, I call the Alpluto project, the little engine that could. And, um, because I, I, I think you have to keep shaking the tree until pe- people get the, the point of the book and the media really is to, to, mm-hmm. to, to a large extent that first of all, this is, We've had wonderful books written about um, Alzheimer's, um, mm-hmm. you know, chief of which still Alice written by Lisa Genova, um, right. who's a close personal friend and right. her book is being made into a movie and people should see that movie also, as well as I've gotten to know the producers of a new movie about Glenn Campbell, who is, is, is in a facility now. It, it's, it's his final journey and it's called Glenn Campbell. I'll be me and produced uh, by James uh, Keish and Trevor Albert, who collectively have done uh, Walk the Line, Multiplicity, Groundhog Today, and, and they have a major film working with the Campbell family. So I would urge people uh, to, to see these films. Um, Still Alice is a novel, and I suppose it's about this Harvard teacher uh, who has early onset is still teaching and, at, at Harvard and, and, and has the ability and the intellect to do so, which pushes back on the stereotypes. So you could probably call me Alice without the dress. Yeah. And uh, my my book is the first book written of its kind by an investigative reporter embedded inside the mind of Alzheimer's. And that's what makes it different. And when I talk to people, um, they, they, they fully appreciate people writing in the third person. But I'm finding when I talk to people or people read on Pluto, uh, 95, 98% of them light up with a real interest, not about me because this book isn't about me or my family, I'm just a window, but about a cause that is going to wipe out a generation, a cause that in some way will affect them uh, in, in some profound way. And um, and I, I'm, it, it, what I tried to do, as I said before, strip myself naked and take people inside the mind of Alzheimer's, but in a way that is not a train wreck, it's about living with Alzheimer's, not dying with it. The dying part comes later. And as I've said in my book, Alzheimer's is a death in slow motion, like having a sliver of your brain shaved every day. But anyone, including your listeners right now, who don't think they're going to die someday, please raise your right hand. Yeah. And if anyone is raising their right hand, I'm getting off my book tour because I'm going to go interview them and win a cold surprise. Mm. Mm. We all die. Yeah. You know, I, one of the things, Greg, that, um, you know, th- that you say so beautifully, and, and there are many things you say in the book uh, so beautifully, um, is, you know, this idea of what it's like to go through this process. But in your case, you decide to do something that many people don't. 
you decide that I'm going to write a book. And by the way, I am going to take back my life and I'm going to be out and about in the world. And I'm going to do this for as long as I feel like doing it. And that's really not what happens, Greg, right? For people, that's not what happens. How are you encouraging others not to give up? Because, you know, you and I know that when a family hears the term, hears the word, there's so many things that happens that goes on in the mind. Having, you know, dad or or granddad or whatever that is, write a book and then travel the country isn't one of them. What can we say to the families that would, you know, operate from a complete fear-based state around this? What would you say to well, them? I, I, I would urge them to move beyond the fear mm-hmm. and uh, beyond the denial. One of the chapters of my book is entitled, it's a quote from Mark Twain, Denial Ain't Just a River in Egypt. Mm. And it's a it's a comfortable place, and I've lived there too. Um, but reality is reality, and uh, as I said before, that 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 this is a a death in slow motion. And whereas that sounds um, like a tragedy, we're all going to pass someday. And so those with Alzheimer's know the ending of the book before they read it. So why not seize the moment? And um, doctors tell me that through a blessing of, of inherited intelligence. I'm working off of what they call it, simplified it and saying it's a cognitive reserve. It's like an extra fuel tank uh, on a boat. But when that tank goes dry, like my mother, who was on a similar track and she passed from Alzheimer's, I will go quickly too. And, and so they've told me to slow down to conserve the tank. And I basically said, screw that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to make these next few years the best years of my life. And I'm going to try to reach out to others to help them make these next couple of years the best years of, of, of their lives. Because when you start to lose your identity, Dr. Pat, um, you, you, you need to find a new vision. Yeah. And you need to find purpose. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, I, I think I told you before, I have cancer. I got prostate cancer and I'm not treating it because it's my exit strategy. But mm-hmm. I don't want my family and friends to see me in that final state. But um, what I'm trying to tell people is that while you're in this period, this transition period, make them the best years of your life, not the saddest years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, part of this is really having that conversation with you about making life the best years of your life um, and doing the things that really call you forward uh, and, and to really be at that place where you can look fear in the face. You know, it's really interesting. Somebody said to me, well, you know, what, what is it? What is about you and fear? You know, how do you get past your fear? And I thought, get past my fear. How do I get past my fear? And I couldn't answer the question because I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Past my fear. Through my fear, maybe. You know, I mean, this is really the conversation that we live in. What, what is it for you that you most worry about, Greg? What do you most worry about these days? Well, first of all, let me, let me answer the first or add to sure. the first part of your question. Yep. Um, I have a, a, a statement in my book, which includes an expletive, and I won't use it here, but your yep. audience is very smart. So I'll just yep. say, my statement is, and I say it every day, these demons don't know who they're screwing with. <laughs> and um, I see that as fear, and I've said, I'm, 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 I'm walking through that. And um, But secondly, 
I worry about my children and my wife. And, mm-hmm. and, um, as I said before, Pat, you know, again, I'm not proselytizing. I'm, you just asked me a personal question. And yeah. I'm not afraid of dying because I know I'm going on to a better place, mm-hmm. far better than where I am right now, as my mother did and my maternal grandfather. And there are days I can't wait to get there. Um, but I worry about um, my wife and kids mm-hmm. and, and want to make sure that uh, I, have, uh, I have time to, uh, to, to, to be with them. By the way, I, 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 if you get a chance, read I write for the uh, Psychology Today and Huffington Post, and anyone who wants to Google it, I just wrote a column just posted about called the doctor, the doctor and the patient. And my doctor, ironically, has pancreatic cancer. And it's like a conversation with Tuesday with Maury where both of us are in the role of Maury. <laughs> and anyone who Googles Greg O'Brien, the doctor and the patient, psychology today, will see that piece and that will give them some insight into why I think the way I think. Yeah, and, and that is really, thank you for bringing that up because we'll make sure we post it because it is really important for us to really look at this from many, many different lenses, you know, and, and have the courage to put on the glasses. You know, right now you go to the movies, you got, we, you know, we grew up with 2D, then you got 3D, now you got somebody else's D, now you got full screen cinematic. And, you know, it's interesting how willing we are to go into the movie theater and watch, you know, the next version of The Hunger Games or, you know, the next version of some space movie. But I think this is really a conversation about are you willing to put on the glasses and look at the next version of healing? Because that's really what we're talking about. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Greg about a couple of different things. We're going to talk with him about what he's learned along the way to the pill market. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. She's back in the atmosphere with droughts of Jupiter in her head. What if there was no right or wrong way to be a great parent? Join Access Consciousness facilitator Glenna Rice as she and Dr. Pat invite you to be the questionable parents you truly are and empower you to know and give the awareness required to create ease and joy with your children. Join Dr. Pat and Glenna as they focus on parenting for the modern family. Tune in every month to the Dr. Pat Show on air and online at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each Tuesday at noon Pacific and 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie Kroll, featuring weekly segments with David Eisen and the Chakra Sound System. Each week, you will journey through infinite possibilities, expand into social potential, and find beautiful beginnings where endings leave off. Changemakers from around the world will explore what's emergent about the environment, relationships, health, the arts, education, and the evolution of consciousness. Visit thedrjulieshow.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Are you tired of being tired? 
Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the adrenal glands, the workhorse of the body? They are the means by which you position yourself in life for whatever comes your way. Tiny but mighty, producing hormones the body uses to promote energy and vitality. These adrenals determine how you respond to stress, and when depleted, the body loses its ability to function powerfully when we need it most. The much-needed adrenaline or epinephrine is not available for emergency situations. Cortisone and cortisol, the longer-acting anti-stress adrenal hormones, can also become depleted due to the pace of our everyday lives. We overwork and undernutrition our most powerful ally that helps us to live the lives we desire. We are able to determine the optimum function of the adrenals and put your system back in balance. Contact us today to feel powerfully energized at 888-777-4232 or visit us at maryjanemack.com. Hey everybody, welcome welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here. I'm so thrilled to be talking with uh Greg O'Brien. You know, he's the author of On Pluto Into the Mind of Alzheimer's. And, you know, the bottom line is this is unlike any other book on the topic that you're gonna read. Because you're taking somebody that took all of his skill, all of his knowledge, you know, whatever he had done in the history of career and put it to a use and a purpose that is so far greater than anything that many of us could even think about. You know, when we think about illuminating naked, honest account of living with this disease, not dying with it, we're talking about, you know, what Greg uh, put together based on his talent and his skill. You know, and for those of you out there, you you know, get yourself a copy of the book. If you don't have it, just Google on Pluto. And, and also, as Greg mentioned, you know, please go ahead and uh, find out about the articles that he does write because they're brilliant. Uh, Greg, thank you for joining me here today. You know, you and I have something in, in common at some level. We are very, very curious. Um, I do what I do and love what I do because I'm curious. I'm curious about you and I'm curious about your contribution, your gifts, your talents, your challenges. You're also curious. I would love to know. I want to get in inside the mind of, you know, this investigator, this journalist, because you went on a vision and a mission that most people don't even think about. What was this like for you to write a different kind of book and to do it using all of the skills you had learned in the investigatory realm? Well, First of all, when I realized there was something seriously wrong, mm-hmm. as I told you before, I've had you know a, a window into my maternal grandfather and mother who died of Alzheimer's. Uh, when I and when I first realized there was something seriously wrong and started um, experiencing the symptoms, my mother was still alive, and ironically, I was um, the family caregiver for her, mm-hmm. and um, and and there was something instinctual as a reporter. Um, where I just started taking notes. There was something inside me that just said, take notes of what's going on. Take notes of what you're thinking. Take notes of what's happening to your mother. Write down everything about your memory and background um, before you forget. So you have a written digital copy of that. And that came, that welled up from my spirit. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I think, again, regardless of someone's particular belief, I think most would agree that, 
we are far more spirit than we are body. And that, yeah. that, that welled up. And, um, and so I took notes and I took more than close to a thousand pages of notes. And from that, uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. And then from that, I wrote the book. Um, I remember being there when my mother died and, um, and I said, and I know that people didn't want to talk about this. There was so much denial. My mother, like me, had a gift of cognitive reserve, and people never wanted to accept the fact that she might be seriously sick until mm-hmm. she was just about dead. And that's isn't that life? We don't do anything until there's a freaking crisis. Yeah. And I remember holding her hand right there at the end, and I said to myself, this is going to stop. Mm-hmm. We're going to start to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I made that pledge to my mother on her deathbed. And then when I'm in heaven someday and I see her again, yeah. I, I can't wait to see her and get a hug and have her say, thank you, thank you. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you about this. When you made that decision, right, and, mm-hmm. you know, stepped up to do that, what was the response from family and friends? You know, and the reason I, I don't know how to have a conversation with you about this topic without talking about family and friends. I mean, and sure. the reason that I can't is because, uh, you know, there are a lot of diseases out there. There are a lot of things that happen with people. But this is one of them where family, you, you not only have to deal with Alzheimer's, but now you have to deal with your family's reaction to it. And so it's hard for me not to bring them in the loop. What did they say yeah. when when you said, I'm going to fight this, I'm going to get the word out about it? Well, the question to any family is, you know, I'm, I'm one of 10 kids, so I'm the oldest yeah. boy in the family, and I have 45, I'm a patriarch of 45 nieces and nephews ever since mm-hmm. my dad died. So, as you know, as someone who studies the human dynamic, there's a difference between what you're saying and what you're thinking. And you learn, you know, what people are saying and what they're thinking sometimes are to a greater degree what they're thinking than what they say. And, you know, my whole family was... was was in denial about my mother until the final stage because they didn't want to accept it. And, and they probably didn't want to think that this might happen to them someday. And, right. and, and, and so, you know, I had to fight through this and, 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 um, you know, the reaction was, well, Greg, you really need to write this book. We're, 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 you know, this is about our family. And I'm saying, no, you know, this isn't about you and our family. This is about a window into a disease where I write from notes that I've taken down in the first person. And frankly, you weren't there when I was there. And, and so I've had to, over time with some of my brothers and sisters, had to sit them down and have that kind of come to Jesus kind of talk. Right. And, and to say, you know, this is what I feel compelled to do. And I'm going to do it with every bit of respect, which I have, for you, my brothers and sisters, and obviously for, for my parents. Uh, but in a way that tells the story as an investigative reporter might look at this. And that was a very difficult thing to do. And um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Greg. No, no, no. And, and you know, I got all sorts of advice. And, yeah. and then after that, I, 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 you know, well, you ought to write about this and you ought to write about mm-hmm. that. And, 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 and you know, um, all the kids in the family have should need to sign. And I said, no, 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 don't go there with me because this isn't about all the kids in the family. This is about my personal experience with my own mother and Alzheimer's and what I'm going through. And I said, God bless the rest of the family, but they're not part of that story. Mm-hmm. They weren't there. I was there. And um, whatever they think um, is secondary to my promise on my mother's deathbed that I would write about this. 
Right. You know, this is really kind of and, so and to me that Trump that Trump yeah. any sort of, of right. how they feel and and then I talked to my doctors uh-huh. and I said, uh, you know, I write, I got editors, I'm also a, a political and communication strategist. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I over the years uh, I, I, I've uh, uh, consulted with uh, um, large major corporations in the Boston, New York area. Um, the New England Patriots were a client of mine. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, other other major individuals or campaigns, and and I said, tell the doctors, I said, because they told me I should write about this from day one. They said, no, you need to write about this. And um, and I said, well, what happens when I do? I've exposed myself and my future, and and to which one of my doctors, pretty cool guy, he said. What the hell does it matter, Greg? You're going to forget who they are. So that, that he, he, that's just my sen- Irish uh, sense of humor. There and he you said, go. No, I said, all kidding aside, he said, um, you have, you're a fighter, you have a disease, and right now it is, hasn't robbed your speech and communication, and that's your bread and butter. Someday in the coming years it will, just like your mother. So anyone who wants to step away from you, you don't want them as a friend or a client and move on. And, um, and I did. And if I could tell one other anecdote, I think sure, you're obviously in charge. This is your show. So no, no, um, please go ahead. I, I, I'll tell you one you know, thing that everybody's about to re- wants to forget is the Patriot game yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, Green Bay's a great team. So <laughs> yes, they, are. they had their, they had their moments, but, um, <laughs> so there, and, and, and I don't want to repeat myself. So if I tell the story, just no, go right ahead. It, but, but I, I do a lot of, um, Speaking and I, and I had a book signing at a Barnes and Noble outside Boston, and um, there was a, a particular people in the audience. One was a woman and her husband and, and uh, her son, and they seemed particularly more engaged. And uh, I mean, everyone was clearly listening, asking questions, but these people were at a different level. And I learned during this discussion that the woman had early onset Alzheimer's, mm. and um, this was the first time she had really talked about it because she felt comfortable talking about it. And, and, and her son and, and, and her husband were just thrilled because um, she was, had feared the response of others, the word dementia, um, you know, the mind, you know, it's like a demon howling in the desert and, and uh, the name of it. And, and so, but, but she opened up and I said, oh my God, I said, if we could just get more people like that comfortable speaking about it, yeah. um, this country, this world, um, of Washington, D.C., um, all, you know, the, 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 the executive office will realize that Alzheimer's is not your grandfather's disease. And if we don't step up big time, I'm, I'm very involved with the Cure Alzheimer's Fund of Boston. Yep. Anyone who wants the, the, the uh, email address is cureALZ.org. Um, and so that's something they could write down, cureALZ.org. And yep. this organization uh, commissioned four short films, one of which I'm in by Oscar winning producers on the four st- three stages of Alzheimer's. And if anyone wants to access that, that's living L I V I N G with A L Z dot org. And then my own, I have all these written down in front of me, my own uh, email uh, uh, or uh, website address, which covers a lot of this just for background information for people who might want to know yeah. is on Pluto. Dot org. So that's right. on Pluto.org. And, and they will, as a resource guide, all of those will be helpful for anyone who's, who's listening to this broadcast. Yeah. 
and we're going to make sure we give people lots and lots and lots of information. You know, the thing that is that I, I think that is so um, challenging for people, Greg, and maybe we can talk about this too when we come back, is you know how to figure out. If someone is, have you ever gone through life and, you know, you start to forget your keys and you start to forget this and people say, oh, mm-hmm. you're having a senior moment, but then you add right. a bunch of them up and people don't remember. And, you know, I don't think that anyone is like, oh, wait a minute, there's something not exactly like a senior moment here. And by the way, you're 50 years old. And, you know, right. so I, I want to talk with you about when we come back is, you know, what do we do if we see what some people are calling signs? What sure. happens with I'm that? I'm happy to How, talk about that. Yeah, I would love for you to talk about that. So much confusion because this whole this whole thing about, oh, you're having a senior moment is another way to move towards denial. Uh, but I would love for you to talk about that. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Greg O'Brien joining us here today on Pluto.org. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tune in to Psychic Cup of Coffee with Kelly Sutliff every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Kelly is a 14-year veteran of psychic ability, and she offers inspiration and comfort to those dealing with grief when they have lost a loved one, and also shares with people that the psychic world is very real. Call 1-800-930-2819 during the show with your questions and visit PsychicMediumKelly.com. That's PsychicMediumKelly.com. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit Transformation Talk Radio for show dates and times and lesliefontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Hey, everybody, welcome back on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. Greg O'Brien is the author joining me here today. Um, it is it is one of the most powerful, uh, for me, one of the most powerful depictions I've ever seen of someone's journey, journey with challenges, journey with life, but more importantly, committed, committed to keeping a promise. And this is what I love about this. I get to talk to people that are not willing to go quietly into the night. I don't even understand that phrase. Greg, thank you for joining me here today. We've talked about a lot. Um, one of the things I commented about before we went to break 
is this idea how quickly people are to dismiss signs, as I'd like to call them. You know, ah, you're forgetting it. just a moment. Oh, you don't remember what you ate? Oh, just a moment. You just... Can you talk to this issue and talk to what separates, you know, forgetfulness, as people will call it, from what you experienced? Well, it's a good question, and I get asked that a lot. Mm-hmm. And and I write about it in my book on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And um, I say that, that there is, and, and this is also borne out by the experts, but there is a difference between forgetting where you put your car keys and not realizing that you have car keys. Mm. There is a difference between um, not remembering uh, where you parked your car and not knowing that you have a car. Mm. Um, a case in point was uh, not last summer, but the summer before, uh, you know, I was, uh, we take in on the Cape because it's still kind of a resort area. <laughs> we take our trash and garbage to the dump. It's kind of a ceremony. And um, as I said before, people, you know, they campaign at the dump for public office and, you know, you'd almost expect the restaurant to be there, but it's a social mm-hmm. gathering. And so I dropped all my trash off on a Saturday and I turned around and I said, okay, how do I get home? And I said, well, I could call my wife, Mary Catherine, or my kids, or someone I'll see who knows me and they'll give me a ride. And then, you know, because I, I, I couldn't find my car, I, I, I drive a yellow Jeep. That yellow Jeep was right in front of me, and my mind would not recognize that that was my car because what happens in Alzheimer's, they call it synapse, was interrupted, that electrical charge from one neuron to the next. And that thought never got completed, and um, I didn't realize I had a car. Oh. And mm-hmm. and that's in the early stage where um, the synapse, the electrical charges, misfire. And, um, and then in time, the neurons die. And... Um, so it's never going to fire up again. And uh, it's that, that slow process of um, a death in slow motion. Hmm. Hmm. And, you know, that's really... So you wake, the, up, you wake up every yeah. morning yeah. and you say, you're not quite sure who's going to show up, Dr. Pat. Right. And, and, you know, I've been blessed by being a journalist because I have skills maybe that other people don't have in terms right. of the ability to ask questions and to compile information. So... That puts me at an advantage and maybe allows me to do things that other people can't. And also working off the intellect of my own mother who fought this. But um, you never know um, who's going to show up. And, and, you know, you've heard me say before, when I get out, before I get out of bed in the morning, it's like someone ransacked the file cabinet of my brain, the who, where, what, when, why, and how. And I got to put all the files back together before I get out of bed. And there are times then I go to the bathroom and I reach for hand lotion rather than toothpaste for the soap and one scargled with uh, rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it, it's just things like this that, that it, it's a 24-7 fight. Right. And, um, you know, I could sit back and give up. I, I have to tell you the time I will give up is, is when I can't write and speak anymore. Right. Uh, I'm a short-termer at that point because I ain't going to fight it anymore. But while I can... And, and I could see the next couple of years ahead of me after that. I, I don't necessarily, I don't really see a future, but yeah. I'm going to make these next couple of years the best that I can. And as I said before, 
I have this saying every day, these demons don't know who they're screwing with. You know what I love about this, Greg? Boy, I'm a little bit choked up here for a minute. Um, Here's what I love. And I'm not crying because you have the disease. I'll tell you why why, why this fills me up a little bit. Because I think that you have the kind of chutzpah that is required to have transformative change happen in our society. And I hope the people listening to this know how to get a hold of you so they can join you. Not join you in a pity party, because that's not, that's not why I'm so touched by this. But because there's an action to take, and you are not rolling over. When probably people looking on the outside in would say, Greg, what are you doing? Please, don't do this. Don't spend your time writing. Don't travel. You know, blah, blah, blah. But you're not doing that. You see, you want to make a very important mark, not on the lives of people, but on their hearts. And that's why I wanted you to come back. Because it is through your courage, your action and determination that all of us will understand that we can make a difference. See, I think that making a difference is a lost art in our society. And I know that you're touching the lives of people all over the world, aren't you? I mean, you know, people yeah. want to buy hundreds of copies of your book. There's a reason for it, isn't there? Yeah, uh, because I think what happens is that they, here's what I wanted. And, 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 and I said the media has been very good, and, and I'm hoping that expands. People are seeing themselves through me. Um, you know, I, I, I reflect briefly on it in the book about, um, you know, the Beatles song, Nowhere Man. And one of the lines is, isn't he a bit like you and me? And um, when people read on Pluto, I want them to feel, isn't he a bit like you and me? And um, that's that's important to me. Well, you know, part of the, uh, you know, part of the journey is not, is moving beyond inspiration and moving to a place of perspiration. Now, I know you're Irish, right? And I know I'm Italian. And I know that, you know. The Irish get along with the Italian. I love the Italian. Really well. Really well. I I grew up with, 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 uh, in in my community, Irish and Italians and, and Jews, and I love them all because those are the people <laughs> I grew up with. That, that we just was a small in Rye, New York, Westchester County, and that's exactly that's what we have. exactly me too. Westchester County. Well, well here's the thing I love that I learned from my folks, and you you learned from yours. We learned how to sweat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know about you, but nobody sat down and fed me a silver spoon of anything. We learned how to sweat. There isn't right. another way for us to go about this. I want to ask you this question. I know that our time is kind of creeping up. What do we need Washington to do? Washington D.C. What do we need them to do? Because I'm a little, I'm a little frustrated with all the cuts to Medicare, Medicaid, and all of the other. Every time they, say, I'm a little frustrated. Are are they in denial? Well, the, what's what's happening in 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 the, the uh, funding for cancer, for AIDS, for heart disease, for ALS, all these horrific diseases, and I don't want one penny spent less on that, um, that funding fails in comparison to Alzheimer's because a um, couple things. Mm-hmm. And, and people with, with cancer and, and, and the breast cancer, and you know, I just had a good friend who lost a breast, and it, it just, it was yep. just 
you know, just in tears over it and, yeah. and horrific stuff. And, but they've been able to, um, to communicate that, to get the word out. No one is other than in the third person with, with other books that have been written in the third person. No one is, is, is communicating who has this disease. Uh, if, if you look at the other, the other, well, I shouldn't say no because there, there are several, but, but there aren't enough people because, um, what we have to do is we have to make Alzheimer's popular. I mean, as I said before, you had Glenn Campbell, an incredible movie that people ought to see, and there are others who are speaking out. But we need more and more. And until we realize that this is a disease that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, not just an end, Congress isn't going to take us seriously. And, and um, so I would urge people now, whether you're Republican or Democrat or in between, um, there is a senator, he's from Massachusetts, a friend of mine, uh, Senator Ed Markey, who's probably doing more in Congress uh, for, to, to raise money for Alzheimer's. Uh, his mother died of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And this is a type that should be nonpartisan. And um, yep. I would urge anyone, regardless of your political beliefs, to reach out to his office for more information about what to do in Washington. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And, you and, know, and we're feel free to use my name, my name in that outreach. Yeah, we're talking about the state of affairs for aging gracefully in this country, and that has no party. There's no party. There's not across the aisle. You know, this is a moral issue to make sure that we are doing everything possible so that people that are aging in our society can age gracefully and with dignity. And that has to do with getting the care they need. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. One last question. What is your personal message? What would you leave? What would you like to leave everyone with here? Um, you know, wherever you are in life, whether you're fighting Alzheimer's or or cancer or AIDS or ALS or or or, or you're fighting through a broken mm-hmm. marriage or or you're fighting through other sickness or depression, mm-hmm. um, seek to uh, walk in, in 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 faith, humor, and hope. Mm-hmm. And and I always tell people, regardless of their their their, their beliefs, reach out on that. When the lights are off and there's no one uh, to hear what you're saying, reach out and, and in faith and, and, and in hope and in humor, uh, because we all need a higher source, a higher power than us, and reach for that. And that's, 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 that's what I would say, because that's what I try to do every day. Oh, great. And again, we, we reach in different ways. I, I get that part. Yeah, but we do. Reach out. you got to reach, reach out. out. You know, action is actually an active word, and that's what we'd love right. to hear. Go to onpluto.org. Greg, what a great show. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Appreciate it. All right, everyone. We're going to take a shorty, and we'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. 